The following program is brought to you by Podcast One Sportsnet. Don't forget to download our new Podcast One app. Time to play with pain, where sports and inaccuracy collide. Now, here's your host, veteran sportscaster, and the voice of the International Speed Fishing Championships, Jet Waterhouse. Ah, brother! Hello again, everybody. Welcome to the podcast. My guest today, carrying on the tradition of funny, deaf Canadians to new heights, it's DJ Demers. DJ, how are you? I'm great. Thanks for having oh, me, Oh, hang on. No, no wait. Oh, damn it. I forgot again. First, the Waterhouse Update brought to you by Leash Cutters. Help a clothed or weirdly trimmed dog regain his freedom and dignity with the new nine-foot-long leash cutters. Playoff mania NBA Golden State wins Houston. Colder than a bus bench in Vladivostok. Steph Curry sued by butterflies for ripping off their movements. James Harden sidelined when trainers have to remove the entire road company of Joseph and the amazing Technicolor Dreamcoat from his beard. Cleveland like an ex who keeps remembering things they've left at your place, they just keep coming at you. To prove a point, LeBron actually carried the team on his back to the airport. Stanley Cup, America's two sin cities. Vegas beat Washington. Tight officiating. Caps Alex Ovechkin gets a two-minute penalty for sarcastic eye-rolling. That playoff update brought to you by Kabroom. Explode your way through sweeping chores with Kabroom. America's pastime. No, not forwarding stupid things on Facebook. Baseball. Rangers Shinsu Chu hit his 176th homer to lead all Asian major leaguers. Although rumors that Boog Powell was part Malaysian just won't die. Golf. According to the National Hole-in-One Association, 93-year-old Ben Bender got his first ever hole-in-one and promptly quit the game. Said Bender, there's a National Hole-in-One Association. Does anybody have a real job? anymore. And finally, Indy 500, Australian willpower wins. Second went to the German determination. That Waterhouse update brought to you by Burlap Skimpy Lingerie. The less there is, the less it itches. For her lap, try Burlap. Now it's talk time. DJ Demers. Oh, brother, how you doing, buddy? I'm great. Thanks for having me, Chet. My pleasure as a Canadian. Were you forced against your will to play hockey like so many others before you? Yeah, you're not. Allowed. They kick you out if you don't play hockey. They just kick you straight out of the country. Yeah, it's like kind of like a 1984 Orwellian situation, but it's <laughs> all around hockey. That's yeah. how they populated uh, North and South Dakota. It was Canadians <laughs> who were kicked out of Canada for not doing hockey. Did you play? Oh yeah, big time. Really? Big, big hockey player. Like, how my whole did life. you get did you play in like the they got old kinds of levels. Like here we just have like peewee hockey and then you go to high school and then you go to college. But like Canada, they have these gradations. They have like fourteen grades. Yeah. <laughs> there's like junior, pre junior, there's like so what level did you hit? It's like our cast system. Like <laughs> Right, yeah. It is. <laughs> it's like you get you're a servant. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> then you're a driver. Mm-hmm. And it's recognized <laughs> at a young age, you know. You know by the the time you're in like first or second grade, really? are you a triple A hockey player or not? They can kind of eyeball you that uh, 
that that young. Yeah, man. yeah. Uh, no, I played a high level double A and triple A, which is kind of like the two highest growing up. Wow. And then I had a couple of uh, big concussions when I was a teenager, and they kind of derailed me a little bit. Oh, brother. Now, uh, how long ago was this? Is it maybe 20 years ago? Yeah, I'm 32, so my first concussion was like probably 17 or 18 years ago. So about 18 years ago, they didn't really recognize concussions. So you still had coaches going, shake it off, Demers. Yeah, yeah, exactly. I was like, it was the Eric Lindros. You want to drop down to the fifth line? (laughs) (laughs) Oh, man. The fifth line is actually a euphemism for um, euthanasia in Canada. (laughs) (laughs) We're putting you on the fifth line. It's over. Oh, no, coach. I swear I'll get better. That's hilarious. So what'd you play? What Were you forward? Uh, yeah, I was a center most of my uh, career, I was going to say. Most Go of my it. childhood. Nobody's going to look this up. <laughs> a left wing and center. Played defense one year. And this is outside Kitchener, Ontario. Yeah, wow. One of the greatest uh, names ever for a city. Kitchener, Ontario. I love that. I like uh, cities that roll off my tongue like that. Kitchener, Ontario. But now, was it a good place to grow up? Uh, Are you supposed to like your hometown? No, I think sometimes you're supposed to uh, resent it for a stretch. I would feel that, yeah. And come to accept it. Yeah, yeah, just listen to the Bruce Springsteen song, My Hometown. A tear rolls down my cheek every time (laughs) I ride in. Uh, I I resent it less than I did when I first moved away. Right. Now, uh, what makes you – what was that? Now, what kind of town is Kitchener? Where is Kitchener? It's uh, about an hour west of Toronto, which is like the biggest city in Canada. So just – Far enough away to get a lot of uh, a lot of goofballs, a lot of yeah. rural kind of semi suburban rural goofballs. That's absolutely right. Yeah, so the hockey could get pretty rough and tumble as well. Yeah, I bet. Yeah. A lot of biting. A lot of biting. Yeah, a lot of licking of the face, Brad Marchand style. <laughs> a lot of just taking off the skate and cutting people. <laughs> yeah, exactly. That could happen. They let it go. Yeah, yeah they, they let the kids. They're play. letting them play. <laughs> <laughs> There's blood on the ice, but they're letting them play. As Don Cherry would say, that's just some good old fashioned hockey, right there. <laughs> sure, why not? Don Cherry, the originator of the loud sport coat. Oh my God, I love Don Cherry. I don't like everything that's come after him and the precedent he set for that type of personality. But Grapes himself, Don Cherry, big fan. I miss him, actually. I don't yeah. see him too much here in L.A. That's who he was. That's that's organically who he was deep down in his soul. Do you know what I like about Don if Cherry? If he has it. Well, it's probably not that deep, but down in his soul. <laughs> it, I, it might not be that deep. You might be right. But he does have a soul, and he's a rare breed that's actually getting more tolerant and accepting as he gets older. He used to call the Russians soft and all that. And now he, he's even, you know, he's like 80 years old, and he can admit, you know what? I was wrong about the Russians. <laughs> They weren't soft. They just weren't that good. <laughs> <laughs> they couldn't play us. So you play hockey, and uh, you get two concussions. Mm-hmm. They get your bell rung. Now, did they ever have to take you off the ice? What did it feel? Was it on the ice? You got a bam against the ice or the boards or where? The first one I ever got was actually just playing like out on a pond with some friend. I wasn't even playing in my oh, organized league. The pond hockey because yeah. because the 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 the, uh, the rainwater will just uh, coat the rocks, and it looks <laughs> like it's just part of the surface. Yeah. And then, bam, uh-oh, there goes an ear. Yeah, no, for real. That, But I wasn't wearing a helmet. It was different times back then, you know? I probably should have had a helmet on, but, yeah, I, uh, my skate got caught in a rut in the ice, and then I went headfirst into these boards they had set up, and I was out for, like, like two minutes. Like, long enough, my friends thought I was joking. They pushed me off to the side of the ice, and they kept playing. Wow. For real. They thought you were just wussing out. Yeah, for two straight minutes. I was really committed to the bit. I love the fact that in Canada, pond hockey has boards. 
Yeah, yeah. They set it up like, you know, you're in a good neighborhood when you got somebody taking care of uh, the, the local pond or sometimes you just set it up yourself with the hose. And- oh, that warm anecdote brought to you by Fly Detector, the lie detector for insects. What sport do you hate? Ooh, what sport do I yeah. hate? I try not to hate anything, Chet. I try to keep my heart open and full of love and acceptance. But if How's I, that if- going for you? Comedy? <laughs> <laughs> How's that working out? It's, I'm trying to. Yeah, it's a, that's a very good question. Trying to be egoless. When, when you comedy. tell a club owner, yeah. you know I'm what trying I hate, to keep folks? My heart open. Nothing. <laughs> <laughs> no, what I hate, folks? Nothing. Uh oh, he just dropped down to co-headline. <laughs> <laughs> oh no, he's on the fifth line of comedy. That's uh, right. Look out. <laughs> you know, I wouldn't say I hate it, but I have never wrapped my head around cricket, and it seems boring to me. But people say that about baseball, and I love baseball, so I think it's just a matter of my ignorance. Well, the difference is a long baseball game is about four and a half, five hours, and uh, Americans and, uh, quite frankly, uh, the adopted Canadians, uh, are, that's a little too much. Uh, cricket goes days. I know. But imagine it if you loved days. it. You'd be excited for those three days. Or- uh, how? How could anybody? What is that? That's tantric sports. Trying to keep it up for that long? That's ridiculous. Nobody could keep it I need it to learn together. the rules of cricket here. I, I don't know what's going on out there. I know they're hurlers or something like that. That's another sport. I don't even know what's going on. But I know that they got wickets that they got to try to hit, I think. And then, and then the guy's got some paddle that looks uh, like something they use at uh, an initiation, a straight out of Animal House. They try to whack the ball with that. And then guys catch it, I believe, with their bare hands, if I'm not yeah, mistaken. Yeah, they got a little mitts on. Sometimes you see some pretty sweet, like, over-the-wall grabs yeah, like you, you do. do in baseball. So. You do. But and that's then once these... every two and a half days, I believe. Right, right. Yeah. Every two and a half days, there's a highlight. Yeah. Everybody and wakes up. Huh? 720,000 here in attendance in Pakistan. <laughs> Roar their approval. Okay, so listen, your first count on this title of comedy, you could, uh, could you even breathe? This only had like, uh, what, about a year and a half ago, a year ago? Uh, Conan? Your first Conan. My first one was four years ago. Four years yeah, ago. Yeah, my second one I did uh, last July. How is now? How, the difference between your first and your second? In your head and your throat and your uh, gonads. Uh, the first start one, with the gonads. Yeah, um, yeah. I was way more nervous for my first one, but I think it made me perform better. I like my first performance more than my second performance on Conan. Ah, you're deep into the analytics, so you got to let that go. <laughs> you can't. Uh, you, we're not doing small ball here. <laughs> Comedy is not small ball, DJ. DJ Denver, you got to just bang it. You just got to bring. A, you just got to go uh, um, a big pappy. Just bring the stick up there and whack it, and if it goes oh, it goes anywhere in the field of play, just get the hell out of the stadium. I used to overthink that stuff, too, and you can't. When I would do uh, jobs as, a, as an announcer, I would uh, think, ooh, how'd that go? Ooh, I wonder how. You know what? I should listen to the tape. No, don't. Don't. Yeah. Just move on. Yeah. Get on the bus. Go to the next bad gig and move on, man. Because the people at home, you know, they're thinking probably, here's what I'm thinking of. I see DJ Dammers. I go, nice set. Funny. Kid made me laugh. They don't get into it. All the crazy. True. Yeah. I should keep that stuff to myself at the very least. Yes. Yeah. Just yes. It, you know. <laughs> keep it all bald inside. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Until you have a heart attack at forty-three. So, uh, so, so you were, you were, you were all nutted up for that first one, I imagine. But you liked it better. Well, you probably because of the release. It's just a tremendous. Got to be a tremendous release standing in front of that many people on national TV and doing well. 
Yeah, yeah, it felt good. That first laugh you get, you're like, oh, I'm actually doing yeah, this. Yeah, you can swear. Go ahead. Oh, I can? Oh, absolutely, if yeah. you want. You're like, oh... Now I can't say it. I'm forced to swear. I don't want to swear. Yeah, right. I got that a gun in my head here. Uh, but no, the second one was still fun. Don't get me wrong. But you know what I actually learned? The main thing is actually what you just said about just like, don't overthink it. Just do it and have fun. This is supposed to be fun. Yeah, that's what people read off you. One of the, one of the great guys who ever did that that I saw was uh, 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 George Wallace. George yeah. Wallace just goes up on stage and has fun. Yeah. I, I don't even remember his jokes. <laughs> but a that, funny guy. that's a really good point. You just you remember how they made you feel, right? Absolutely, yeah. and, and that uh, that uh, fairly cogent point brought to you by uh, Crambulance, the multi-stop paramedic bus, cut your emergency travel bill by as much as eighty percent with Crambulance. Now listen to me. Uh, you're from Canada, Kitchener, our west, northwest of Toronto, was it? Just west, I believe. Just, I don't know geography too well, but I think mainly west. And uh, now you got that socialite form of government. How's that working out up there? I mean, I moved away from it. I live in America now. so That's true. I like this. Uh, now, I may have this wrong, but I believe the socialite form of government is where our rich uh, wives get together as socialites and mm-hmm. decide what's best mm-hmm. uh, for the country. And that's, uh, I mean, it's been working well for it us. It has. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You got nationalized health care. Damn, I bet you they hauled you on one of those toboggan-like things that uh, elk dr- uh, uh, drew is that the right word? And uh, took you to the hospital after your two concussions and probably popped right up. You know, in my brain, that's what I thought was happening. I'm not <laughs> sure if that's actually what happened, but yeah. That's what a concussion does to you. <laughs> <laughs> so you, you just walked away, you said. But now, 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 uh, uh, you got family back in Kitchener? Uh, yeah, my mom and dad are both still in Kitchener. You got uh, siblings? Got two sisters who both live outside of Kitchener, now closer to Toronto. Wow, so they're they're creeping ever closer to civilization. That's right. Leaving your poor mom and dad out there to deal with the kids who grab a bat and knock your mailbox down. (laughs) Why don't you think it's two? It's like 300,000 people. Kitchener's 300,000. What's the big industry in Kitchener? Um, Mirth and merriment. Uh, Oh, sorry. That's the biggest export. Sounds Um, like a lot of drunks to me. (laughs) I'm originally from Wisconsin. You can't pull that wool over my eyes. All right. Listen to me. Let's dive right into this hearing loss thing. What the hell happened? I knew that part of the concussions. (laughs) No. No? No. no, What happened? uh, You got one with partial hearing loss, right? Yeah, I mean, partial would be giving me the benefit of really? many doubts. Yeah, when I have my hearing aid out, it's like severe to profound. I'm like pretty deaf. Wow. Yeah, so I'm lucky for the hearing aid, you know, and the material that they've given me. Man, that's impressive. So it was like from birth? Probably. I had a lot of ear infections when I was a baby, but probably from birth or a little bit of both. Yeah, yeah. Hearing and oh, brother. Yeah, like where There's my eardrum would rupture and... C- Canadian forest mite that burrows into your ear. <laughs> some sort of, yes. Some sort of. I'm, I'm amazed by your knowledge of uh, yeah, Canadian specific ailments. I know. But. I have a lot of knowledge about Canada. People don't understand Canada as well as I do. They actually have a maple syrup worm that if you drink too much maple syrup yeah. can work its way to your ear from inside your body. Bypasses everything. Just loves the eardrum. That's Nobody actually a great why. badge of honor in Canada if that happens. To <laughs> is that, oh, it is? Yeah. <laughs> wow. The maple syrup worm. He's got maple syrup worm. Oh, wow. He's on a stipend from the government, $70,000 a month. It's unbelievable. <laughs> U.S., that's about ten. Now, uh, you did a college tour then yep. uh, sponsored by a hearing aid company. That's right. And uh, now let's be honest. Did you feel like a whore? Yeah. Oh, yeah. 
<laughs> and you know what? It felt so good. It didn't feel good? <laughs> Look, man, I've had Canadian forest worm since before I can remember. It's about time I got paid for it. <laughs> I deserve this, damn it. <laughs> damn it. How many colleges did you do? I did uh, 20 colleges in 33 days. Now, is that like the Canadian college where they call it university, but it's really like 17-year-olds who are – don't want to swing an axe up in the lumber country for the rest no, of the No, this was throughout America. This this is big, this yeah, like... this I mean, there were some smaller ones. We were in the middle of like Appalachia right, and right. Uh, Arkansas, and, uh, but we were also at like Yale and um, oh, where the hell? We were at Miami, Ohio University. Sure. We, were at, we were at some big ones. We were at some small ones. It was kind of cool, actually. We'd have a crowd of like 500 or we'd have a crowd of like 50. Now, I hear the notorious uh, college gig is the nooner. You ever had to do those at noon? Oh, yeah. On this tour, we did one at 11.15 in the morning. Good Lord. That's yeah. wrong. People are, like, doing their homework, and they look yeah. up. They're like, what the hell's happening now, here? Now, that's like cilantro in a press box. Get it out of here. Doesn't belong as part of the buffet. <laughs> no comedy before 7 p.m. Yeah. 100%. Sun goes down. People want to laugh. Yeah. It's that simple. Now, you won a Juno Award. Explain that, baby. That's, like, a big deal, isn't it? Uh, I didn't win. I was nominated you for it. You were nominated for a Juno yeah, Award. Well, you won down here. <laughs> it's a Canadian thing, isn't it? Yeah, it's like the Canadian Grammys, essentially. Wow! Yeah. So you're nominated for like a Canadian Grammy comedy. Yeah. Or do you sing that I don't know about? No, no. I mean, clearly I, do, I didn't have all my facts straight on this. There could be a whole violin concerto chapter of your life I don't know yeah. about. Might be one of those socialite things. They get all the kids to play the violin. Yeah, yeah. Isn't it even more impressive that I'm a deaf cellist? Isn't that? Comedian. I, would I mean, anyone see that. Can do that. I would but. go see that. <laughs> deaf cellist guy just doesn't give a crap up there. <laughs> yeah. It doesn't sound good, but it's inspiring as hell. <laughs> yeah. People screaming, you're out of tune. You're screaming back, I can't hear you. <laughs> Thank you so much, everybody. Thank you. So a Juno Award, you win like the uh, keys to the city of Juno. Alaska. Well, how does that work? What, no, it's like it's a. What, it, what does it look like? Uh, you didn't I get don't your even know what a Juno oh, looks like. But in my defense, I don't know what a Grammy looks like. Oh, it's like that uh, gramophone. It's like the horn thing, right? A yeah. Yeah. No, I don't. I have no idea what the Juno looks like. Yeah, I told. Uh, I, I, a, I, uh, I ran into Queen Latifah at a soccer game. Uh, oddly enough, and I told her uh, we started talking about the Grammys, and uh, and she said, "You know what? The, they should redesign the Grammy to look like a little tiny statue of Lou Rawls." And I, I think that's right. I think it should be a tiny little Lou Rawls. All right, we're going to take a break. We're coming right back after this with DJ Demers. This is a real commercial. Hey, folks, if you're looking to buy a car, you're probably familiar with terms like MSRP. You might even know what it stands for, but what does it actually mean? Same goes for invoice or list price or dealer price. It's enough to confuse anybody. All you're really looking for is a price that actually means something. Introducing True Price from True Car. Now you can know exactly what you'll pay for the car you want, including fees and accessories before you even get to the dealership. True Car dealers will show you the true price on cars like the one you want, for all from the comfort of your home. And hey, uh, how do you know if your true price is a great price? Well, because True Car shows you what other people paid for that same car that you want. And your certified dealers know this, so they set their true price competitively so they can win your business. So when you're ready to buy a new or used car, visit True Car to enjoy a more confident car buying experience. Some features not available in all states. That was a real commercial. 
All right, man, I got a bona fide, deaf, hilarious comedian, <laughs> DJ Demers. So let's get some tips from my audience. I love to do this. I love to find the area of expertise of my guest and dive into it so that my, uh, my listeners can learn something. What's the craziest thing that you've ever lip-read? Oh, my God. The craziest thing that I've ever lip-read. Oh, man, that's a good question. I'm actually not as good at lip-reading as I should be, considering how deaf I am. <laughs> <laughs> it's like people are like, oh, you must be so great. I'm like, I guess. Uh, you cra- must be so great. And you go, I'm sorry, say that again. <laughs> I didn't catch all that. <laughs> uh, no, lip reading, I would say I can't remember. There's been some crazy ones, but there's been much crazier things of me like finding out after things I ignored that people said to me. Real? Like what? Like, uh, like I remember the first time my mom ever gave me money to like go get a donut from Tim Hortons. I was on my own Tim Hortons, Canadian Venerable Institution. And I went and I got the donut and a small, I don't know what it was, iced cappuccino or whatever it was. And then the lady was like, she said something and I didn't know. And I was like 10 years old and I was like, no, thank you. And I left. And then I was outside and somebody grabbed my collar and I turned around and it was the the cashier. And she was like, I said, you have to pay for that. So I just took my donut and my... My drink, and she's like, "That'll be three forty-eight," and I was like, "No, thank you." Uh, I'm gonna try that the next time a cop pulls me over. <laughs> yeah, and you know how fast you were going? No, thank you. I love that. When do you pretend not to hear people? Oh, you know, it's perfect for comedy. If somebody heckles, <laughs> I just move along. And then, how many times can you keep heckling and before you're like a really big asshole? You know? Oh, that's true. So, yeah. So I just let them go, and then if it, like three times they're still going, then I'm like. And now I have the crowd on my side big time because yeah. this guy's been yipping and yapping. Yipping and yapping. Yeah. So that's when I like to pretend I don't hear him. That's beautiful. Have you ever done it with a girl? Uh, I try not to. My parents taught me at a very young age not to use my disability for evil. <laughs> <laughs> wow. It's like a new Marvel series. There's a deaf Marvel character. There's a deaf Marvel character. Is there? I feel I like they're all kind of tone deaf, at least when it comes to comedy. <laughs> My best time you used your deafness as an excuse to get out of something. Oh, man. Did you ever just go, well, hey, I can't, I can't go, I'm deaf. <laughs> <laughs> I, I don't go to concerts anymore or nightclubs or anything, and I used to go to a lot of concerts, but that's a legitimate excuse. It makes my hearing worse, and I'm yeah. trying to hang on to the sliver I got. You're trying to hit, hang on to that little, yeah, hold on. These questions are making me realize I don't use my hearing aids for evil as much as I should. I think you should. I think you got to explore. I think you got to mind that. Worst time you misinterpreted something someone said. Uh, well, there's that. Yeah. You know, I feel like I've missed out on a lot of sexual encounters. Really? Because a lot of, uh, you know, when you're in a loud club or whatever, a girl might be like, hey, let's get out of here. <laughs> I, I cringe <laughs> at the thought of how many let's get out of here's I've missed in my life. Man, that kid's arrogant. Yeah. That's what they're thinking. He's too good for me. That Walking makes me over to the more. six foot two guy with the sausage in his pants. The other guy was arrogant. No, he's deaf. No, he's arrogant. <laughs> All right. Mo- I, well, leads right to it. Does it help you get chicks? Have you used it to help you get chicks? Uh, Have you ever played the uh, the card, the deaf card, to get laid? Let's be uh, honest. Uh, yeah, I don't, how would I even play that card? Like, I hey, don't know. You're um, the deaf guy. <laughs> I'm just an idiot. I think maybe I'd be a bigger asshole if I didn't have the hearing aids. Maybe it taught me some level of empathy, which I've used to try yeah. to woo a lady. So that's your game. Yeah, I'm the empathetic. Yeah. Those are the bad guys. I'm the good one. <laughs> how can I be a bad guy? I'm deaf. You're the neighbor that comes along and sees them rocking on their porch and goes, hey, why the long face? <laughs> Boy, you're playing it smart. Those deaf tips brought to you by Nice Cubes, the ice cubes with just a hint of Prozac. All right, you know what it's time for now? 
Let me tell you what it's time for. It's time for the Fiery Four! The Fiery Four! These are headlines that are so hot, DJ, that uh, they've received an under-the-table payment from Michael Cohen. Fire number one! You're a hockey guy, Canada. First of all, who's your team? Uh, the Maple Leafs. Maple Leafs. But, uh, Best Pittsburgh. logo in sports, that giant Maple Leaf. Oh, Winnipeg Pittsburgh. trying to rip you off with their new thing because yeah. that whole ugly jet thing didn't work out for it's, them. What, what are they doing now? They don't have the jet right No, now? they got a Leaf. No. Yes. Oh, isn't there a jet in front of the Leaf? No. Who can see it? All you see is a Leaf. Yeah, that's true. It's the only time there would, could be a jet in front of a Leaf and you'd notice the Leaf. <laughs> but it's true. They're, they're ripping off your... Uh, your uh, Maple Leafs. Well, I That's hope one we can f- rip off their success at some point. Oh, man. Yeah, they had yeah. a pretty good one. But speaking of, just got beat by the, uh, the Las Vegas Golden Knights expansion team vying for the Stanley Cup. Good for hockey or catastrophically bad? What do you think? Uh, I'm sure the I'm sure Gary Bettman cream in his pants right now. This is great to bring <laughs> a team into Las Vegas. Bettman's 70. Maybe he's just having a sarsaparilla. <laughs> I don't know if he's creaming anything in his pants. <laughs> I th- and now sports gambling, they're saying it's going to be legal and everything. Yeah, Vegas. they just made it legal. I think Trump tweeted something about that. Aren't they? Oh, well, then it's legal. official. Trump made it legal. He's like uh, some I, sort I of I think a... this is great. And I'm a guy who – I'm Canadian. I'm supposed to be like, oh, it should be one of the original six teams. This is – right, I, don't, right. I like evolution, man. Vegas, their first year of being a franchise, amazing. I love it. Great story. And I love Marc-Andre Fleury. I'm a big Penguins yeah, fan too. Yeah. So I like that he's getting some sort of retribution because he never got enough credit. He did choke a lot on the Penguins. But he doesn't get credit for how good he was as well. Boy, like a girlfriend who left some important shit at your place. Fleury just keeps coming at you. <laughs> Fire number two. As a foreign-born person, are you going to push soccer down my throat, or will you be man enough to admit it's tough to watch? Ooh, uh, well, you like soccer? I'm not a big soccer guy. Oh, thank God. Yeah. This Canadian we get to keep. <laughs> I don't care what Trump says. I'm trying to throw you back over the wall. You know there's a wall there. They're building. They're starting in Minnesota. <laughs> it's hard to get into the states from Canada. Everyone talking How about the southern to border. In? took me like two years to get a green card. I got a girlfriend who they're not letting in the country right now from Canada because this whole immigration thing, people cracking down. think about the Canadians, please. Think, yeah, the hell with the Mexicans. <laughs> we understand everything about the Mexicans. Yeah. Maybe. According to Trump, we yeah, got that all yeah. down. They're all crooks yeah. or whatever. Just uh, shed a tear for the Canadians is all yeah. I'm saying. Let's come to the defense of the Canadians because first it took you two years. Yeah. I'm guessing. Hey, look, I'm going to go out on a limb here. I'm going to guess six months of that might have just been due to you uh, misinterpreting what people were saying. <laughs> just sleeping <laughs> on the lip reading. <laughs> like, hey, get in here. I'm like, like, all right, see you later then. Let me know when you've made a decision. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> you might have been in the country a lot sooner. You just pay a little closer attention. <laughs> and then the girlfriend thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, I That might be a ruse on your part to break up. <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah, honey, they won't let you in. I'm sorry, sweetheart. <laughs> and the border guard just winks at me. <laughs> exactly. Uh, fire number three. Hey, we didn't even answer the soccer thing. But, well, we did. You won't shove it down my throat. Fire number three. Is competitive bass fishing the next NASCAR? Because I'm assuming, as a Canadian, that you fish. Maybe that's the wrong assumption. But no, Kitchener, th- yeah. I'm kitch- not a big fisher, but I've fished in yeah, my you've life. you had to fish. Yeah. yeah. I, I mean, I would watch uh, bass fishing over NASCAR, I believe. You would? I believe so. Although, I, w- <laughs> I sound like such a snowflake here, but I'd like if they threw the bass back in afterwards. 
I know I've said a lot of things about trying to not well, hate let's things. let's be and... honest. You're trying to get laid at this point, so you got to keep that whole thing going. <laughs> can, can you feel my empathy, Jeff? <laughs> yeah, you got to throw the fish back. <laughs> wink, wink, nudge, nudge. People coming up at some of DJ's club dates, attractive women. He's got empathy. He cares about the animals. Although he did jack it through the jaw with some top-notch crankbait. (laughs) What would you use there? I used a spoon to wound him viciously through the jaw, but then I let him go. (laughs) It is interesting, uh, the bass fishermen, because they do have the same suits almost as the NASCAR guys. They have seen that. They got endorsements all over. Really? Yeah, it's crazy. And then they steer the boat. You've seen this with pedals. Are they in, like, competitive fa- or yeah, bass fishing? Yeah, they're using paddle fishing. There's, like, big prizes. My step man, Jimmy, they're using paddle the boats? They, they don't have, a, like, a motor? Yeah, yeah, they got a trolling motor. And not any sort of uh, Twitter trolling. This is actual trolling. A trolling motor is something uh, for anybody under the age of 30 who's glued to their phone. A trolling motor is a little tiny motor that you put on your boat next to your big motor that gets you out of docks, away from your wife, and out fishing peacefully for a couple of hours. <laughs> the trolling motor then goes very slowly. Or your husband, I should say. A lot of women fishermen want to get away from their husbands. So uh, so now who's trying to be empathetic? Me. It's catching. <laughs> it's contagious. You put the trolling motor next to it, and that motor goes very slowly and allows you to go through the water slowly so that you actually don't have to fish. You can just hang your line in the water, nice. and then the boat does the rest of the work. Huh. I'd watch that. You'd watch that? Yeah. I, I, although I'd watch NASCAR, too, I think, if I could get into it. But I just can't, I can't get into it. Well, can't, then you can't watch it if you can't. I guess so. What's at this holding point, you back from say. NASCAR? I, the, the repetition. I need some, something dynamic. You need I a need. right turn every time. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You need something. I, Parallel park. Yeah. Par- oh, my God. I'd watch that. If at least three times during the race, they just had to randomly parallel park. Oh, man. How cool would that be? How cool would it be if everyone's pit crew had to dress in clown outfits? I'd watch that as that well. That might jack it up for the kids. <laughs> Something like that. Yeah, NASCAR could do a couple of things to broaden their demographic. I'm not sure they're that interested. But bass fishing coming up fast on the outside of NASCAR. Fire number four. There it is. Ooh, that one took a while to get here, yeah. As an Ontarian, as a Kitchenerite, do you give a crap about anything from Saskatoon West? The Canadians from the East care about the Western Canada. Uh, I guess to an extent, Saskatoon in particular, no, I do not care about. <laughs> what happened in Saskatoon, DJ? I don't know. I've never been to Saskatoon. Really? I feel no sense of connection to it at all. <laughs> so- so, you know, I mean, as a Canadian... So there's a place that they, they get no empathy from DJ Demers. <laughs> yeah, that's the where Saskatoonians. I draw the line, Chet. <laughs> I draw the line <laughs> at the 49th parallel or anything north. <laughs> yeah. No, I, if I met somebody from Saskatoon here in the States or in L.A. and, and they said, I'm from Saskatoon, maybe I'd feel something because the Canadian element. But on the whole, I mean, Saskatoon's on their own when it comes to the support of DJ Demers. You been to the Canadian Rockies? Yeah, yeah. Saskatchewan, which is a province that Saskatoon is in, is the only province I haven't been to in Canada. You've been to all of them? Yeah, yeah. Twelve of them, right? Twelve, thirteen? There's ten provinces, three territories. It's it's ridiculous. What's the difference there? Uh, Because here's the one thing I'll say uh, before you answer is uh, Canadian kids learn this crap. Uh, they don't go to school to play soccer and uh, and connect with the future meth dealer and, and some sort of life insurance guy. They go to school to learn. So explain the difference between uh, uh, provinces and territories. I mean, after that whole uh, preamble about how we go to school to learn, I'm embarrassed to say I don't fully know. But uh, territories. Nobody's are- talking about fully. 
Just give it a shot. A couple of straight facts, and my listeners will be impressed. The territories are northern, and like barely anybody lives up there, other than like the you know the native tribes and the native tribes. Uh, But the provinces, oil workers. Yeah, exactly. Some research centers, some army bases. I actually did comedy up in the North Pole. There's a Canadian army base. Like way, like north of the magnetic North Pole. So hang on, we're thirty minutes into the podcast, and now you drop on me. You've done comedy at the North Pole. Yeah, like it's alert none of it, which is the like further northernmost populated area of the world. How big a crowd do you have? Uh, there's a hundred and fifty soldiers and scientists up there. <laughs> That sounds like a bunch of live wires. Horny soldiers and out of it scientists. <laughs> yeah, it was. That's a very good description. Yeah. But they have amazing food up there because they want to keep morale high. They don't want anybody going Jack Nicholson in the Shining, you know? <laughs> anybody just throwing an axe in the scat man's crother's crother's chest. Whatever the hell his name was. That fiery four brought to you by Stupidos. Really small bathing suits for really dumb guys. Now with a key pocket. All right, brother. Now, uh, help me out here. I understand you may have some questions for me. A lot of the guests come in here, DJ Demers, uh, and uh, they've got questions for you. You got questions for me? You got any questions? Yeah. Three uh, three to five question pop quiz, and I'll do my best. I didn't do badly. Had the Sklar brothers in here. Didn't do badly with them. I came within uh, centimeters of getting two of the questions right, and I got the third one right. Okay, so does it have to be like quiz based, or can it be opinion based as well? If I want you, well, uh, it can be opinion based, but then your opinion has to be super strong, and you have to be definitive about it. And from what I've seen about you so far, <laughs> you call me a waffler? <laughs> you saying I waffle? I just want people to like me, Chad. Okay? I'm not sure you're gonna get there, DJ. <laughs> Let's give it a whirl. Okay, all right. I'll give you a trivia then. Uh, LeBron just passed uh, somebody for the most field goals of all time in the playoffs last night. Who did he pass? Kareem Abdul-Jabbar. Bar. Oh, you're good. How come Kareem's not mentioned in the greatest of all time conversation? I don't know. That is a sin, DJ. Yeah, he's never. Sometimes people throw Bill Russell in there or Will, obviously Jordan. Some people even throw Kobe. LeBron, the new guy they talk about all the time. Never Kareem. I don't understand why. Or Larry. You big NBA guy? Big NBA guy. Big NBA guy. Well, then you know Kareem. I think he made it look too easy. Yeah. And he had superstars on his team, too, that he had Worthy, he had Magic, so that might have hurt Oh, you go back to Milwaukee, he had uh, the Big O. Yeah. Even then, later in his career, Big O was still dishing out about 13 assists a night. That's, That's crazy. True. Yeah. He's like 57. There's another guy who they don't uh, talk There's about. There's another guy. Yeah. Man, oh, man. Yeah, I don't know why they, I don't know why he's not mentioned as, a, as, a, as one of the greatest of all time and a super, uh, super nice dude, too. Really fun guy. Maybe that was used against him because he didn't have he didn't seem to have that competitive fire as much. Like he said, he made it look easy and almost docile. Kind of like the th- same things you're ribbing me about. Like yeah. I don't have enough fire in my belly. Oh, so now you're doing the passive aggressive meal, <laughs> comparing yourself to Kareem Abdul-Jabbar <laughs> and making me take the heat. Wow, threw me under the rear wheels of the bus. And that one, I didn't even see that one coming. That was impressive. The other thing I, uh, that I think was working against Kareem was. Uh, back in 70 or whatever it was when he changed his name, I think at that time politically that, that took a little bit of a toll, and I think some people never quite uh, get that out of their head. And then the other thing, people just hated that Skyhook after a while. For like the first three months, everybody went, that's the most incredible shot ever. He's winning everything. We hate you. Yeah. It kind of went that fast. That's true. But you look at his game, man. Unbelievable. All right, I got one right. Okay. Next question. Uh, Pop I'm- quiz with DJ Demers. I'm 1-0. First time ever. You want to know? Okay, i got to give you a good one. How many goals did Timu Solani score in his rookie season? Oh, brother. The fighting Finn. Timu Solani. Yeah. 
I mean, Rookie season, how many goals he scored? 31. Ooh, way off, really. It was the early 90s. The best goal scorers were scoring a ton. I actually know it's between one and two. I can't remember if it's 72 or 76, but he scored something in the 70 goals. Well, look, uh, yeah. Yeah. yeah, when you're different 40. Time. When you're over 40 off on a goal total, <laughs> I don't time, deserve though. the correct, accurate answer. Yeah, I'll tell you it was in the 70s. That's all you need. 76? All right, one and one out, brother. Gary's telling me 76. 76? Yeah. Well, you had one of them. That's impressive. Yeah, that's crazy. Okay. If this were your quiz, you would have had that wrong, but it's not. It's my quiz. I'm one and one. Here's the rubber rubber, uh, rubber question. Okay, let me rubber think. Question? Rubber question? Rubber question. Whatever the hell yeah. you call it. I don't know. <laughs> all right, I'll make one up here. Um, Hang on, this last question brought to you by Pumpkin Patch. Kick your pumpkin addiction once and for all with the Pumpkin Patch. Go ahead. Who was the oldest player in the NBA this previous season? Ooh, oldest player in the NBA this previous season. Yeah, the current season, but yeah, regular yeah, season. Yeah, yeah, Regular season, so they're not in the playoffs. Oldest player, uh, was Dirk Nowitzki still on the floor? He was, but I think he's third oldest, or maybe second. Uh, I'm going to go with Paul McKeskey. <laughs> who I believe would have been 63 this year. Yeah, no, I don't think he saw any Kareem? playing time this year. Is Kareem throwing up a sky hook <laughs> for the, uh, the T-Wolves? <laughs> yeah, no, although Carl Anthony Towns, was, he threw up a couple sky hooks. He did. But, uh, who was the oldest player? Uh, Vince Carter. Vince Carter? Yeah. And then either Manu or uh, Dirk. Vince Carter was the oldest player in the league. Yeah, he's like 41, I think. My goodness, and he doesn't have the kind of game you would look at and go, oh, this guy's going to age okay. No, he's, yeah, he's a high flyer. Yeah, he's a high flyer. He's jamming it from everywhere. He's shooting like a nutball. And he screwed over the Raptors, so I'm supposed to hate him, but he's getting old enough now and he's been around long enough that my hatred has subsided. And I'm thankful for the gifts that he gave the city of Toronto. Oh, brother. <laughs> DJ Demmer's going to be running for mayor of Kitchener next week. <laughs> yeah. Follow DJ Demmer's on Twitter at DJ Demmer's. Get his debut stand-up album, Indistinct Chatter. That was the one that was up for the Juno Award. That's right. And catch him on upcoming dates. He's got Flappers in Burbank, Comedy Bar in Chicago, among others. So go to DJDemmer's.com for details. DJ, thanks so much for coming on. I had a blast. Man, oh, man, oh, man. Me Follow too. me. You have a fun <laughs> Yeah, thanks. You got to stop me sometimes. You know what? I got to <laughs> give guests just a giant stop sign or a slapstick. Some kind of, you know what we need in here? Cricket bat. That's right. Just whack me upside the head and say, hey, I got something to say. <laughs> That'll make you like cricket. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> Maybe. Follow me on Twitter at Chet Waterhouse and follow my buddy, comedian Jeff Cesario at Real Jeff Cesario. Thanks for listening. We're on Podcast One and Apple Podcasts. Spread the word if you want. Oh, you got a podcast, too. What's the name of it? Uh, I do. It's called Definitely DJ. Definitely DJ. Oh, definitely D-E-A-F. Didn't spell it that way, much to the chagrin of some people who were advising me. I didn't want to go too far. Boy. <laughs> I'm telling you, you're going to pull a neck muscle trying to get away from that pun. If you want more of me this weekend, DJ and everybody listening, I'll be in Stockholm for the 33rd annual Swedish Sauna Twister Tournament. This is Chet Waterhouse reminding you to play with pain.